Hello and welcome to the Yes World podcast. It's great to have you tuning in today. This is a podcast where we invite you to dive into the Yes World with us and we do our best to prepare you for the upcoming event in the end of June. Here we cover topics like the Yes theme, dealing with the exchange year ending, the educational content of the Yes, as well as some more lighthearted topics. I hope you enjoy the ride. So my name is Taru and in today's episode we will talk about the Yes Hackathon. What is it? How does it work? How to prepare? What to expect? And I have a very special guest here with me today, who is Danila. Please take the floor, introduce yourself to those who don't already know you. Hi, everybody. Hi, Daru. Thanks a lot for this invitation. I'm very excited to be here and to dive a little bit more into the hackathon and into the Yes Hackathon, which is going to be a very special experience and opportunity for everybody. So as you mentioned, I'm Daniela Blanco-Dramisek. I'm from Argentina. Right now I am based in Argentina, Buenos Aires, but I consider myself to be a little bit of a nomad. I went on an exchange to Finland in a long time ago, 2012. And then since I got back from my exchange to Argentina, I have been a volunteer. I was very active during 10 years. And I, my ride in, in YFU was very, very nice and it was really life-changing. I think that I wouldn't be the professional and the person that I am today if I wouldn't have done my exchange, of course, but especially my volunteer time. So this year in the US, I'm the head of track. I'm the head of track of design thinking, which is a amazing methodology to create projects that have impact, social impact in different communities. That's something that I work on a daily basis. That's something that I do on my job and in, in real life, let's say. So I, I'm super excited to share this methodology and all this content with students and with everybody that is interested in having an impact in their communities and building something that is going to help other people grow and, and solve their needs. Outside of, of why, well, in YFU Argentina, I had a lot of different experiences. I was support person coordinator. I was... I'm a, I'm a trainer. I built a lot of content. Also, I went on an internship to YFU Vietnam and YFU Finland. And I learned a lot of things there. Worked with a lot of volunteers from, from all over the world, building amazing program for students and, and seminars and training. So I learned a lot about education and about managing social projects. And that's what I did today. <laughs> um, that's, that's what I do during my, my daily job is about building programs and projects that have social impact, managing those, managing teams, working together with people that have a lot of passion about how to make this world a better place. Uh, I have co-founded a nonprofit that's called EduStorm, like a brainstorm, but with education, EduStorm, and we build programming that, that aims to develop soft skills in, in people all ages. So I'm very related to education and social program management. Those are like my two main pillars. Although I have studied business management, then I focused on this just like and I really enjoy it. Thank you. It's so nice to have you here. I'm so happy that you're up for doing this episode with us because you are the expert in this. And I'm so happy that you are here to explain to us all what is this Yes Hackathon all about. And like you mentioned, it's about social issues and tackling those social challenges so that's why it's called actually a social hackathon and that's 
I think about hackathons in general, the main image that comes to head is something more technical, something with programming. And that's where hackathons kind of originate from is, you know, putting those people with computing skills, coding skills together to program something in a short amount of time. And that's what we are doing at the Yes as well, but with more social issues, like you said, and they relate to the theme. So at the Yes, we have this overarching theme of building resilient minds and this mental health aspect. That is the theme around which the hackathon will revolve around. And you will explain later more about the, about the projects that, and the challenges and the problems that the, the teams will tackle. So this is the, this is the theme of the, of the whole hackathon. And then within the different tracks that we have at the Yes, which, is, which are public speaking, design thinking, which is your track, we have, did I say project management? Yeah, we have all these four, four different tracks and also team leadership, yes. And all these different four tracks, they focus on building those skills, getting those tools to implement projects and to put together a pitch and do this whole hackathon challenge. So there's kind of division of like getting those skills together and then mixing those people who have been in different tracks into teams who then together tackle different social problems relating to mental health and building resilience. Now, that sounds quite like a puzzle to put together, but let me know, Daniela, if there's something I kind of missed here. But is this how the Yes Hackathon works? Maybe you can explain more. How are we bringing this new concept of a hackathon to the Yes this year? Yes, exactly. So that's, that's mainly it. Like a hackathon is a place where people go. They they usually don't know each other. So you just form teams there with unknown people. But the interesting thing is that it's very multidisciplinary. So the idea is that people from all different backgrounds and here is people from all over the world, which is so exciting. Like it's, it's so enriching. So many different visions and backgrounds and ideas are going to be working together. But well, in a hackathon, you have people from, from different disciplines that they work together for a very, very short time. As you mentioned, it's usually two days where they need to build a solution for a problem that is given to them. So here in the Yes Hackathon, we will be giving different problems, different situations and contexts where there is an issue that needs to be solved in some way. All of these problems and issues are going to be related to this idea of mental health and mental building mental resilience and and so so students will be grouped into teams and they will go through the process of choosing a problem from the ones that we're going to be sharing with them and then working on building a solution for that and then pitching that solution so making a very short sweet concrete uh, speech about what their solution is and how they plan to address this issue that is settled in the, in the problem. And that's basically what a hackathon is. And this year in the yes, we have a special twist that it's the social hackathon. And for me, that's so important because this is a great learning experience. So a hackathon, it's a, a, it's a way where we can learn a lot of things in a very different format and in a very different way that we're not usually doing that in schools, for example. Not primary schools, not secondary schools, and not even university. For me personally, having a hackathon this year at the Yes, it's, it's a great idea and it's a great learning environment for, for all of the students that are going to be taking part of, because they will get to actually fully develop soft skills like team building, like leadership, like 
time management. They're going to have like not, not so many days, you know, they're going to have one day to put up a project and to put up a solution and to design a presentation. So a lot of different skills need to be put into the table and the hackathon is a great learning environment for that. And not even to mention all the things that we will be going through in terms of mental resilience and the topics of mental health. So it's it's going to be a great blend of everything that I have learned during the ES in terms of content and knowledge and attitudes and abilities. So everything will be mixing and students will be able to learn a lot and to put into practice what they have already been learning. The hackathon as a learning format is very powerful. And I'm very excited that students from all over the world would get the chance to work together and to put all this, all this information, content, abilities into practice. And I'm very curious to see what they come up with. It's going to be challenging. We're going to push students to really get their hands on these social problems that we will be sharing. And um, so what are these problems about? What, what are we going to tackle? We have three different paths. So we have four tracks, as you mentioned, Vado, that's design thinking, public speaking, team leadership, and project management. And then we have different paths that are super parallel to this. They are not, not related. So the paths are, it's, it's the way that we are grouping or dividing the problems that we will be sharing. And the three paths are self-esteem, body image issues, and societal ideals related to appearance, loneliness, isolation, and lack of belonging. That's the second one. And the strengths is the third one. So we will have different situations and issues in the three different paths that students can choose and then build a project, build a solution around that. And these three topics, they're the product of a great deep discussion within the team because we wanted to, we wanted to find three topics that are relevant for today, that are important. For students, no matter where they come from, no matter their country or their nationality or their culture, nowadays we can see that young people, but I would dare to say that everybody <laughs> is dealing with this, this, these issues, like the pressure of social media, for example, in the way that we look or the way that we should look or the lifestyle that we should have, that's a pressing issue and that's having consequences in young people and in adults as well, but we... We wanted to capture how, for example, self-esteem and body image issues are being pressed or that they have some pressure from social media, from these social ideas of what is accepted, what is beautiful, what is nice. And for example, the, the, the other path that we have, loneliness and isolation, lack of belonging, we have so many things going on in the world and in the society right now that are pressing us to be more in, like more in more isolation every time. Let's not even mention when we're all in a table and we're all with our phones, right? We're super close to each other. We're connected, but we're still like a little bit isolated. Uh, and let's not even mention the mobility that is going through around the world and how that creates lack of belonging from cultures and people from different parts of the world that need to leave their countries and go live to other places and some things they feel they're, yeah, they, they, they feel they don't belong to where they are living right now. So this, the second path is, is meant to, you know, condense all the ideas relating to, to loneliness and to isolation. And we pick 
on this, this issue because we see this as something that is happening more and more. And we as young people, we need to think about what can we do to, to solve this or to add like some kind of solution because it's very, very hard to solve this, but <laughs> to add some kind of solution to this in our community. And the third path that is stress, I think, especially after the pandemic, who has not been, you know, going through a stressful situation and feeling stressed and all the consequences and outcomes that come with stress, right? Like physical symptoms, mental symptoms. I think stress is something that is, we need to learn how to, you know, how to manage this because it's, it's, it's everywhere and it's, it's there for everybody. So we wanted to capture with this third path, the importance of thinking about these topics and thinking about stress and how to, you know, propose solutions that kind of work towards solving that issue. Yeah. These are the, the three paths that we will be working with. We want to capture the relevance of these topics nowadays so that we can make students, you know, think deeper about this and actually find their voices. What do I think about stress? How can I help my community if I see that there is a lot of isolation because of people coming from another country? How can we better promote self-esteem to encourage positive and healthier body image? So we want students to be thinking about this because it is important and it is something that we need to work on. And the youth is, is key for solving this kind of issues. Indeed. Wow. Thank you for the perfect explanation of everything and running through this whole, whole like, uh, scale of things that we have happening. I'm very excited for all these paths and topics and these like, problems that we're throwing out there. I think they're very relevant and, and I think we all tackle with all of them on some level in our daily life. So indeed, very relatable, so to say. So you say it's a lot about teamwork and this is about putting those brains to work and putting those brains to work together and combining our skills and knowledge and, and expertise. But how about the aspect of competition in a hackathon? This is not only only the teams creating something and it's ending there, but they actually need to pitch their solution and idea to a jury. And this kind of creates the dimension of a competition. So how do you explain that? How does it work? And, and what is this whole jury all about? Yeah, exactly. That's that's a great point, Lado, because there is no hackathon without a competition. <laughs> so it's a very healthy one, of course, but it's true that we have like, we will have like 40 teams of students from all over the world who have been learning four different things in the four different tracks, working together and building something together to to solve this this problem, proposing a project. And of course, there will be competition in terms of we will have these 40 different teams that they, they all want to show why they are the best ones, right? <laughs> and why they are the, the, the better designed and planned solution for the topic that they have chosen to solve. And so the, the, we will have how we will evaluate this and through the pitch. So that this is, this is a very key component of a hackathon. We have some time prepared for teams to work together and build. And then we have some time 
where students and the different teams will be proposing their or presenting their ideas and proposing the solution. That's going to be done by something called pitch. A pitch is a very short description of an idea and of a project and of a problem. And it has specific components that we will find out in the different tracks. <laughs> and through the pitch, the teams are going to present their ideas and show why they should be the winners, you know, why they should, yes, be, why their project is, is the best one, let's say. And the pitch is, is a very important moment because we will have different rounds of pitch. So the first round of pitch will be among students. Students will be the ones voting and saying, hey, this is the pitch that called my attention the most. This is the, the issue or the, let's say the solution that I think that has the most power to solve this problem. So the first round, pitching round will be <clears throat> the jurors will be the students. And then in, in the second round, the ones that move forward, we will have very special and trained and knowledgeable jury, jury jurors that will be evaluating the peaches and they will be focusing both on how the peaches built, like how innovative or how well they transmitted their ideas, but also they will be judging and they will be evaluating the content of the peach. What is the solution proposed and how that is coherent to the problem they have chosen. This jury will choose some, some groups to move forward. And out of this moment, we will have three groups only that will go to the grand finale, to the big final, and will be able to present their ideas, their pitch in the plenary session. So three teams out of 40 will get to the last moment to share their pitch, their ideas, all the work that they have been doing to everybody, to a very big multicultural audience, which is all the students and all the volunteers and the special jury that will be evaluating these three pitches and will be choosing a winner. <laughs> and uh, I, yeah, I think it's going to be a great experience. And that's such a great learning opportunity as well for students, you know, to be exposed, to tell your ideas and to convince someone that you know what you're doing and you know that your solution will be valuable for the problem that you're addressing. It's, it's a great learning opportunity to expose your ideas and to, you know, share what you think and why you think what, that what you're doing is valuable. In the top three is quite remarkable thinking that there's 40 teams to begin with. So it's going to be a huge, huge hackathon, huge event, huge competition as well. Well, you are an expert in the field of education. What is it that you look most forward to in this hackathon? And if I understood correctly, you already have some experience with hackathons. Do you want to share something from those and maybe also a little tip for those who are coming into this hackathon and how to succeed? Yeah, so I took part of a hackathon. I was coordinating one just when the pandemic started and when this concept became a little bit more popular. And it was, it was also a social hackathon, but it was tech related. So I was working in a nonprofit that works with women in, in coding and to, you know, teach women how to code and how to be programmers, developers. We, together with the team, we designed and we, we implemented a hackathon with the aim of having these, these women that were part of the program and were part of the organization 
to build an app or a web page or some kind of tech related solution to problems that different nonprofits had. And that was, it was, it was a great experience because what I saw from that experience, from that opportunity I had is that women, in this case, they were women, but it's the participants in general, the participants of a hackathon are able to understand much better their own abilities and they understand much better how to work within a team. So that's one of the learnings I got from this experience that how powerful this like learning tool, let's say that the hackathon is or this learning format, how powerful it is because it helps people connect, get to know each other in less than 24 hours, create something together that has an impact and that has a social purpose. And that, that helps, that helps the participants to understand better their abilities, how they work within a team. And also the, the very nice and interesting thing to see is that you become much more connected to community and to impact and to social issues, even though you work like in this case, in the tech field and now with, with the yes, even though the participants and the students will be working or will be finishing their schools and ending their exchange year and a lot of things going on. Hackathon says, Hey, you have the power to do something. Be conscious of social problems and what's going on around you in your community, because you have the tools and you have the responsibility to create something. So that's what, what I find very powerful about hackathons is that people who take part of it understand much better their role in local or global changes and how they can actually impact that. So hackathon is a way of becoming an agent of change, a global change maker, because it helps you understand that you can do something actually, and that you can pair with people who you have, maybe you don't know each other and you find that you have a lot of things in common and together act upon a problem or an issue that you see. So for me, like personally, this year's hackathon, the, the yes hackathon, I'm really looking forward to see how teams of students from all over the world come together to think about a, a, a social problem that is probably affecting them. And that is so powerful because you get to understand that it's within your power to do something. And what is more, you know, what is more impactful than that? That moment of realization that you can actually do something to change what you don't agree or what you don't like or what you think that should be different. So, so on the one hand, I'm very excited to see the teams working together and being, you know, being like multidisciplinary, multicultural teams working together and, and adding all their experiences. And on the other hand, I'm very excited to witness this process of realization that I, I can do something more than just sitting back and saying that things are not the way that they should be. Yeah, for sure. That's something I'm also looking forward to a lot, seeing the pitches and, and being the cheerleader there as well to support all those students who are, who are giving a presentation and sharing their pitch. So basically what I gather from what you said is that students will be leaving the yes with concrete plans on how to improve different social contexts regarding mental well-being or mental health so they will 
they will hopefully through this hackathon have kind of a concrete plan of hey if there's this kind of issue in maybe my local community or maybe in the school environment even and how can we manage this for example i think yeah one of the topics stress is quite directly linked to school life for those who are students now and and they will gain tools and also kind of inspiration on how to how to manage stress in school environment and who can affect that and how how that could be done so this is like one example of what kind of concrete outcomes we can expect from the yes this year and this is really cool i really like the kind of seeing the results of of what we're doing so that's really nice yeah i think that was pretty much it for for the hackathon we wanted to discuss about today However, we have the final part of the podcast, which is the monthly recommendation. So this is a mental health recommendation. It can be a habit, it can be a book or a movie or anything that you would recommend for someone to try out to improve their mental well-being. And we will both share our recommendations. I can go first. I was thinking something that is very relevant, especially now when we, you know, we come closer to the yes. For us volunteers, a very stressful time. We have a hundred things to do. And something that's important in that con- context and all the others also is to check in with, you know, your own boundaries and what do you allow and what do you not allow and kind of making sure like, hey, this is where my boundary goes. I will not break it because it doesn't benefit anyone not the other person not yourself if you if you let someone break your batteries or you break them yourself and i think this is a really good reminder about yeah keeping those batteries and like making sure that also you have time to recover amongst all the work that you're doing or all the projects and whatever you have if we take care of ourselves that will also help us be nicer towards others and in that way it will benefit everyone that we keep keep tight our boundaries and take care of them and check on them regularly. So yeah, to check on your boundaries and how you're doing with them is my recommendation this month. Something that has proven good. But I have to be honest, it's very difficult to come up with these recommendations every month. There have been great ones on this podcast before. I hope to hear what is your recommendation. So please go ahead. Well, Dado, that is so important. Set boundaries. It's part of being resilient, you know, and and, get, and knowing yourself, knowing, hey, I can do this and I can do this efficiently if I do this other thing. And it's very connected to my recommendation, actually, because I, my peep or my recommendation is that you can take time just to think about nothing. Why? Because Usually we are thinking about something all the time. We're thinking about these things that we haven't finished or this message that I need to send or this person I need to talk to or this deadline that is approaching. And all of that, all of those thoughts, they take energy and they take space out of our minds that could be used for some more creative things or innovative things or just to connect ideas. To connect ideas and to learn, we need space in our brain. And this is not something I say. This is something that people who study say. <laughs> Academics. We need space in our brain, free space to put new things in there, to learn, to have new ideas, to remember about something that I wanted to do. We need space in our brains for that. So my recommendation is to take time to just think about nothing. So this nothingness, this emptiness that it's very hard to 
a shift and it's usually more connected to, okay, I'm going to go for a walk or I'm going to listen to music or I'm going to take a long shower (laughs) or I'm going to go to sauna if I'm in Finland, you know, this, this thinking about nothing is not actually laying in a bed and thinking about nothing. That's actually very hard and gone through meditation mainly, but you know, all these activities that I have just mentioned, they help you ease your, your mind. And when we have this emptiness, let's say between a lot of inverted comas, because it's, it's never really hundred percent empty, but when we find this emptiness in our minds, there is where we can connect things, where we can learn better and where we can actually get closer to who we are and who we want to be. So my recommendation is that you can take time to relax your mind and to leave space for the unknown, to leave space for new ideas, for creativity, for connecting to yourself, because that's worth the investment. It is worth stopping for a couple of minutes from your work or from your school or from what you're reading or from what you're studying and thinking about nothing (laughs) or just to to relax it will i'm 100 sure i can assure you that it will pay off absolutely i think i can totally relate to what you're saying and i see the benefits also i think sometimes it's very healthy to let ourselves get bored because I feel like that's also something that's more related to our childhood. Like, oh, I remember being a child and I was bored on a Sunday when, you know, nobody was free to, I don't know, go out and play. Or I, I don't know, I was just bored and there was nothing to do. And then that just doesn't really happen when you're an adult because you're busy all the time. Or even a teenager and you're busy all the time and you never get these moments of pure boredom. But in the end, they really are good for us. And like you said, that space, that's empty space and the boredom gets filled with those things that you know that are important in the end of the day so yeah that's a great recommendation thank you for that and in general thank you for coming on the podcast i really enjoyed chatting with you and i hope everybody enjoyed listening to you explaining the hackathon because it's going to be a very interesting new challenge at the yes doing this kind of massive hackathon so thank you danila thank you that a lot and i want to say one more final tip for students coming to the yes and, and going through this experience of the hackathon. My my recommendation is to like really take the best out of this experience. Going through a hackathon will give you a lot of benefits and a lot of things that maybe you don't realize right now, but then they will they will have their consequences as you grow older and as you finish school or go back to your country and to your community, to your family, to your neighborhood, to your school. And I'm, I'm, I'm sure that if you really trust the process and you put your full potential to the hackathon, great things will happen. I can assure you that. So that's my recommendation to, you know, like be fully hands-on in the hackathon, ask any questions that you have, debate with your team, you know, get enriched by the ideas that your your team is going to have and give your full potential. Because when, when we do things with quality and we give our full potential, nothing can go wrong. I mean, we learn a lot and we, we you know, we trust in the process and we relax in the process. And that is something that it's it's very nice to to experience. So I hope that you can have these feelings and experience this in the hackathon, yes. And my recommendation is 
give your full potential so that this is a complete success. Yes, perfect advice for closing the episode. Thank you.